This is the Business Cast, the podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and companies with velocity, and powered by the DMZ, North America's top tech incubator. Here's your host, Canada's leading business podcaster, chartered accountant, and CPA, Robert Gold. Once again, from high atop the Business Cast Podcast Center, Toronto, live and in the morning, we're way off to the west. I can see bigger Saskatchewan. I'm Robert Gold, Managing Partner of Bennett Gold, LLP, Chartered Accountants and CPAs in Toronto, and this podcast is powered by the DMZ. That's dmz.ryerson.ca. Today, we're going to have some fun. Mayan Ziv is with us. Mayan is the founder and CEO of Access Now, accessnow.me. But on top of that, she's the winner of the City of Toronto 26. 16 Access Award for Disability Issues, and if that's not enough, Startup Canada's 2016 Resilient Entrepreneur of the Year. Mayan, welcome to the Business Cast powered by the DMZ. Thank you so much for having me. That was like a minute plus intro. It's the longest intro we've ever done, but you're so accomplished. I'm fascinated by what's going on at accessnow.me. So why don't we step back, tell us about yourself and how you came to found Access Now. So I began my master's at Ryerson University during the fall of 2014, and it was within the first week of classes that we had been talking about different problems in our own lives. This was a program focused on entrepreneurship, so it really was about identifying a need or a problem and beginning from there. I got really lucky, I think. Within the first week, we all went out for a drink, let's celebrate the beginning of the year, and I was stuck with this question that I have time and time again, is this place going to be accessible for me? Using a wheelchair to get around, often coming across barriers. There just were no resources that could help me find answers to this question. It started me on a voyage to learn more about the space, begin building potential resource that could provide people with answers, and that really was the beginning of Access Now. My next question is, the answer is so obvious, but I think there's maybe something more deep to it. On your website, it says, pinpointing accessibility around the world. My question is, why was it important? But maybe the question really is, why was it possible to create the Access Now app when you did? You know, it's interesting. When I started working within this space, there really were no resources at all. Every single person who faced a mobility challenge had a disability or perhaps, you know, was just trying to get around with a stroller or had a parent who had recently needed a mobility device. Everyone kind of was on their own, trying to find information as they could, scouring the internet, making a lot of calls, doing so much unnecessary research just to find simple answers. Is this place accessible? Does it have accessible parking? Even Google was not providing answers like this. And so it became really obvious to me that if we we're going to build any kind of tool, we would need to work together and build a community of people who could share information about what they know and contribute to a larger whole that could help everyone. It just became a process of networking with people, asking the right questions, and eventually coming up with a platform that could provide people with those kinds of answers. Well, you're very unique in what you brought to the market, but you're not necessarily unique when you're an entrepreneur bringing a new product, a new app to the market. I want to talk about challenges. Tell us about the three most significant challenges that you faced when building Access Now. The first challenge for me was my lack of knowledge in the 
space. I'd never built a business before. I didn't really know much about how to build an app or a website and really started from scratch, started from reaching out to industry leaders, experts, people who had built businesses, people who had failed, people who had succeeded. What I did have for myself to work to my advantage was a really, really strong domain knowledge. I leaned on the fact that I knew a lot about accessibility as a consumer, as someone with a disability myself. And that was really, really helpful. Kind of building that network and learning about technology led to my second challenge, which was building a team. This was an individual kind of adventure that I began on, and I needed to find the right people to work with. And so finding the right people who were motivated for the right reasons has been a really interesting study for me. It's not as easy as going to the grocery store and picking out the ingredients to make your final pie. It's very much about understanding what motivates people. Why do people want to be working with you? And are they coming from the right place, especially when working on a social enterprise like Access Now? So building a team, I'd say, was a second challenge that I've learned along the way. And then I think the last one is getting people to rally behind you. I think it's one of the most important things that any entrepreneur, when they're starting out with an idea, they need to get evangelists on board in order to, to validate the idea. Because I came from no background, I had not built a business before, it was really important to be able to connect with individuals who could vouch for me. That was a bit of a steep learning curve, but I found that the best way to kind of get over it was just to put myself out there. I had to kind of suck it up and say, if it's going to be, it's up to me. So here we go. Well, I love the fact that your number one challenge was the fact that you're not an entrepreneur, knew nothing about building a business, and you dived in with that naivety and made it a success because you were open as a sponge, I guess, to all the new things and all the new people you could lean on. And if there's one thing I tell entrepreneurs is surround themselves with advisors, people they can talk to. They don't have to be in the same business. But entrepreneurs need to talk to other entrepreneurs and they need to talk to advisors. Let's talk about globalization. We have lots of conversations with people from the DMZ about globalization because Canada is too small. Were you surprised at the speed at which people in other countries started to participate in your app? Absolutely. (laughs) Here's the interesting thing. When we launched, we launched during the summer of 2015, strategically for the Para Pan Am Games that were being hosted in Toronto as a hopeful kind of launch pad that could connect us to different marketing outlets who would be speaking about this specific issue. Accessibility was all the rage during this time because we had athletes with different disabilities traveling to Toronto and navigating a city that was new to them. For me, this became an awesome opportunity to get out there and get the word out that Access Now was here and we were ready to build this community and contribute to actually creating change in a more accessible city. It started with that message of Toronto. And what happened was, I think within the first two, three weeks, we went from nothing to maybe a thousand different pins on the map. Actually, that was within the first week. And what happened after that was the media found us. I went to a whole bunch of events. I started talking up as many people as I could. And through that, we were able to land the front page of the Toronto Star. We did Metro Morning. We did CBC National. And that opened us up to a whole lot more activity. So within those two, three weeks after launch, I started hearing from people across Canada, and that's grown to now be beyond. You know, we're in about 30 countries now, and what it really did for me was just validate that need. I had a hunch that there were many other people like there out in the world who needed access. My research told me that this was a large market, 15% of the world's population that lives with a disability, and I knew that there was an opportunity. I didn't know that people would be so motivated, so excited to jump on board so quickly, and it really was because there were no other resources 
organizations out there who are doing this kind of work. So let's talk about the marketing, the global marketing. Is it just virality that gets it out there? Or are you actually putting some efforts in the UK, Australia, wherever else, the 30 countries you're in? How are we marketing this thing? The most organic growth has been kind of through this network effect. It's through people hearing about Access Now, either through a friend, through something that we've done online, or through a lot of our marketing efforts with international brands. So we've done work with Uber, Microsoft, Google, and these kinds of large brands who can help us vocalize our message to much larger audiences than our startup budget would allow, have been really integral in allowing us to reach those international markets. I want to ask you a question about what other entrepreneurs can do. You've built this business based on your personal challenges. Do you think there's similar opportunities that developers can take advantage of, making the world even more inclusive? Absolutely. Accessibility is really what I like to call the next green market. The same way that we saw an environmental movement come from a very grassroots fringe effort to being something that is so integral to the mainstream way that businesses work and operate every day, accessibility is next on the list. With an aging population, we're looking at one in five individuals who will need some kind of access within the next 10 years. Every single business and every single person will need to, if they are not already, consider how we can make a world more accessible. It's not just about that one person with a disability. It's about every person that you know at some point in their life needing access. And so if you're a developer, that means looking at your technology. Is the way that you code, is it the way that you develop and design your product, are they accessible? Not just a specific group of people, but to a very wide range of needs. And there are lots of resources out there that can help people get started. The same way that I began just by reaching out to different meetups, different experts in the fields of accessible tech, I learned a lot. And I did it really quickly just by asking questions. Not being afraid to ask those tough questions like, have I created barriers within my own work? And being open to change, I think are the number one things that people need to start thinking about if they're going to help make a world that's more accessible. Well, I'm a big believer in niche opportunities. Although you lay the groundwork that this is really not niche because everybody is connected to somebody that can use access now to somebody that is disabled. But I want to talk a little bit more about advice, advice that you would give to any entrepreneur looking to build a business or develop an app that caters to a select group of people. The first thing I needed to do was get that buy-in. What I had working for me was the fact that I myself was an end user, meant that in designing the product, the mobile app that we would launch, I knew firsthand what were the stories, what were the kinds of experiences that people would need to engage with Access Now. So that was a really helpful starting point. If you are not your end user, you need to know who that person is on an in-depth level. It's been one of the most successful tools, I think, for us is that I can speak from an audience of people who really have this need. It allowed me to also get buy-in with different organizations because they knew that I knew what I was talking about. So having that domain knowledge is really, really critical if you're trying to address a niche audience because they know their needs and they're going to expect that any business, any product, or any person who's going to address their needs really does as well. Okay, Mayan, how about advice number two and number three? I think you need to be able to adapt. Things will change. The first idea that you come up with on day one will not be the final product that you might exit with. And being able to adapt quickly is really, really integral to survival. And it's something that we do at Access Now 
all the time. The market changes, people's needs changes, technology changes. You need to be able to be ahead of the curve, moving quickly, and being responsive to the needs of your your customers or your consumers. Adaptability, absolutely, number two. <laughs> to me, you just uh, described, in fact, a lean startup where the whole key is iterate and iterate again. A hundred percent. And the lean methodology has been something that we've been using since before launch and continuously go back to it, continue to adapt. You don't build it once and leave it there and stick to it. You got to continue to iterate all the time. And final piece of advice, because I think we got two from you. The final piece of advice would be kind of something that I think I've stressed along the way, being able to lean on a network. Being part of the DMZ was so helpful initially. Being able to surround myself with others who knew more about the space than I did, who knew about specific ways to design or specific elements of technology that I didn't understand yet learn about investors, to learn about marketing. There are so many skill sets that I didn't have. So being able to surround myself with others who could provide knowledge, could share their experiences, whether it be other founders or investors or what, that network is really, really integral. It allows you to stay connected and keep on the pulse. And I think in Canada, that's one of our strongest assets is being able to support each other and getting the word out there. I love it. I have to ask you this. What's next for you? So next for us is really looking at, at scaling access now. We started in Toronto and really validated our model over the last year and a half, showing what happens when you take a completely unmapped city, mapping it completely, and allowing people who have mobility needs just go about their life as opposed to dealing with barriers all the time. Doing that, we've been able to connect with different businesses and different organizations who are interested in bringing our efforts throughout the world. We're looking at Chicago, New York, Vancouver, Halifax. We already have some presence there, but we're looking to get complete coverage and provide a tool that can allow people to navigate easily. So, Mayan, when we talk about what's next, I'm very familiar with Access Map out of New York City. Similar type of approach to the market that you're entering. Have you thought about partnering or accumulating similar data? What's your approach to that? Absolutely. So... Accessibility is a massive challenge to actually get ahead of and create something that everyone can work with. It's not the work of one organization. It's not the work of one individual, but it's really going to take a collaborative effort and approach to actually get this work done and get it done quickly. We love working with different organizations who are doing similar things. So we've worked with organizations in the state and abroad who are also looking to create a more accessible world. In collaborating, we're actually able to achieve greater results. Honestly, I think that's really what it's all about, especially when you work within a social field like like accessibility. Well, in every one of these areas, you're absolutely right. Collaboration is the key. You are amazing at what you're doing. I wish you all the best and great success. Mayan Ziff, founder and CEO, AccessNow, accessnow.me. Mayan, thank you for being a guest on the Business Cast, powered by the DMZ. Thank you. And until next time, I'm Robert Gold, Managing Partner of Bennett Gold, LLP, Chartered Accounts in Toronto. If you want to know how we rally behind you, check us out at bennettgold.ca. See you next time in the morning, everyone, and good night, Bigger Saskatchewan. You've been listening to the Business Cast, powered by the DMZ, and brought to you by Bennett Gold, LLP, Chartered Accountants, and CPAs. Incubating, accelerating, succeeding. You need Bennett Gold. Check them out at bennettgold.ca.